Did you, America? Since my baby left me. You have to join in. It's the bit where they do the barber We shot. haven't done that in so me. long. I can't remember what oh, it was. Oh, God. We might be out of practice. It's just been so long. <laughs> uh, this is... Do, do I say the name of it? No, the VO says the name of it, right? No, you normally say... No, oh. I do a bit. Oh, God, we've forgotten how to podcast. Wow. We sound like everyone who's not Joe Rogan. Are our We're microphones so... plugged in? <laughs> okay, whatever I used to do, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I don't think you know that one there's based f- on these lyrics. There's a fucking corpse in the White House. That's what he sings these days, doesn't he? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stained. Wow. He we is, made it. That's what he, that's what he does. Um... Okay, whatever I normally do before the voiceover says, did you, America, make believe I just did that, and now here's the voiceover. Welcome to another edition of Did You, America? This is season three. Keep my episode name (laughs) out your mouth. See, suddenly we're back and we're poignant again. Well, a week late. All the topics. We will, like a month late. Here's something. Did you know there's a country called Ukraine? Who would have thought? (laughs) Yeah. And their president plays the piano with his penis. (laughs) We did a very good bit on that on a previous episode, which still hasn't been loaded. Right. Did we? Has that one been loaded? No, No. I don't think so. Now it's like the lost episode. Well, and I'm telling you, we're going to have to refine that episode and get New York producers to reload it because the cock talk content on that episode <laughs> we may have recorded it whenever uh rootin tootin putin went into ukraine right. it, it was that week i think i think that was 2004 <laughs> <laughs> and then we went into a lot of uh, uh chat about how um the uh ukrainian president was on uh, dancing with the stars the some european version and uh, plays the piano with his penis right yeah anyway that's a tease for a, a bonus episode episode that will load at some point yeah apparently new york producer is now like uruguay producer i don't know (laughs) i don't know uh he uh he went off the grid and um i didn't hear from him for and you know neither jeremy or i have got any idea how to get this podcast from my kitchen table where we record it to cyberspace he apparently i mean we we would go out to my balcony look up to the up to the sky and go all right how does it get from that computer to like up there because it needs to go like (laughs) up there in the sky and then somehow it comes back down again and goes through i think the term is fiber optics this is like one of the few things as an adult man baby i can't just go to my mom and be like can you please do this for me? 
Yeah. So uh, New York producer, I was like, oh, God, has he suddenly become so New York that he wants union rates for this now? Is that what oh, it's no. going to be? Is, is that what, is that what it's we'll going to be? We'll negotiate. we got to continue with no rates, though. Yeah, I don't know uh, where New York producer disappeared to for uh, the last month, but uh, we apologize. That's why there's been no podcast. Uh, he was off the grid. He came back to the grid last week from out of nowhere uh, because I used to live in Phoenix, and he and his wife are uh, in Phoenix right now. Uh, but last week, he sent me a text message. Did they not know that you moved here? Well, they, they do because they used to... So they discovered Phoenix because... Um, they were uh, the first people to ever, ever find Phoenix? No one had been that far west before. He just looks good for his age. New York producer's real name, Marco Polo. Um, he, um, yeah, no, they, they are aware that I no longer live in Phoenix because they discovered Phoenix by visiting me when I lived there uh, a few years ago. And they like, see, I used to think they used to just keep coming back because they like to visit me. Right. No, they still go there now. I'm no longer there. <laughs> and have they been to Texas yet? And I've lived here for more than two years? No. So clearly it wasn't about me. They Aww. just decided that they like the sun and the desert lifestyle in Phoenix. But uh, this is, this is, ha- so, so he sends me a text message, oh, sorry for the delay, I've been super busy, right? And uh, because, you know, New York producer doesn't get New New York Union rates, he gets literally no rates whatsoever right. for, for uploading this this podcast. We're very grateful that he does it. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. We're, you know, I get, get that you've been really busy. And then he says, um, hey, we're going to uh, Phoenix next week again. We become snowbirds. So I said, yeah. And then, then came the reason why he sent me a text message for the first time in like five weeks. You haven't got that hook up for Airbnb still, have you? <laughs> oh, sorry. I've ignored. See, this happens to me all the time. I'll like ignore a text message from a friend and then need something from them. But it's been like three weeks since they last texted me. So now you have to do the awkward move. And you're like, ha ha ha. That was a real funny joke. By the way. How long did you leave it before the by the way? Oh, well, there was one time. I, this was the worst I ever did. There was uh, one of my dear, dear <laughs> friends from high school who she moved to Canada after high school. And uh, she wrote me like this was now like like, like three years ago. She wrote me like this long, like heartfelt message sent to me on Facebook. Like, I miss you so much. I was thinking about you the other day. I hope you're doing well. It took me like a year and a half to respond to that message. And like, even even after the year, I was like, is it too long? I think she'll understand. I'm pretty much the biggest bum she ever knew. Yeah, but how long? I don't care how long it takes you to reply to the message. How long? So once you realize you need something from that person and you completely ignored their heartfelt message from like a year before. Right. What's the gap between the response that you're now forced to send to their heartfelt message with you trying to appear heartfelt how long is the gap between you sending that reply and then the actual real reason you're messaging them because you want something from them? Oh, I'm greedy, so it's almost immediate. But then again, like, people shouldn't be an asshole like me. Because I will, like I said, I will respond a year late, a year and a half later and then also be like, hey, by the way, could you send me that link that you sent me like six years ago? Find it for me. I need it now. So I, um... Uh, uh, New York producer so I, I did have even though I lived in Phoenix I had a, an Airbnb hookup because before I moved to Phoenix I went there to interview and do some stuff for the, the job that I eventually took in Phoenix a few times where I got I got myself an Airbnb right and I became friends with the guy whose apartment uh, was the Airbnb because I ended up getting an apartment like down the street right. so I had this but the problem is with that Airbnb is it's in one of these buildings that's run by a bunch of bitchy queens. <laughs> and, and, and it is, is that a, a thing? 
It's called the BBQB, bitchy... Queen Airbnb. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You walk in through the door and you're immediately met by a really rude version of Queer Eye from the straight guy. And they're like, oh my God, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> and they'll be like, you know, the sun shines and there's a pool down there, honey. Someone didn't go on the diet before they came out to the bitchy Queen Airbnb. Oh God, I could never go to this Airbnb. <laughs> They, um, yeah, so uh, the uh, so I, I used to stay at this guy's Airbnb, but he had it secretly on Airbnb because it was in one of those buildings where you weren't supposed to have any any Airbnbs. And he said to me from the start, like we became friends later on because we'd hang out and go out for drinks when I eventually moved to Phoenix and we became genuine neighbors. But he'd said to me, because I'd found this apartment, I, just, I, I hadn't been to Phoenix before. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, you can come stay for like five days or however long I was there. But um, don't, it was a high rise with a doorman. And he said, you got to, I need to introduce you to the doorman as my friend. Like we're not allowed right. Airbnbs, blah, 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 blah. Man, you're really outing this guy right now. Oh, this is well, he's moved. He's, he's since moved. Okay. But the, but at the time I didn't really, so, and then, um, and then I had some other sort of like friends of friends in Phoenix and it looked like I was going to get this job. So when I was going to be there for five days, I'm suddenly in contact with like these friends friends of friends that were like oh ian might be moving to phoenix you you should get together and show him the lay of the land right. you know good places to live bad places to live that kind of stuff so it turned out that one of these groups of friends of a friend were these two queens that lived in this building where the airbnb was right and they did and this is not code for anything a gay burger night on a monday <laughs> There's no way that's not code for something. Even if it's hamburgers, that's code for burgers. <laughs> and anyway, we went to, uh, so I go for the gay, but there was like a burger restaurant that was on the, the level one of the building. And we went for this. Uh, oh, so they, they weren't making their own burgers. It's just like gay night at the local burger It's just joint. a bunch of gays eating burgers. <laughs> uh, New podcast. <laughs> all of them like going, oh my God, don't give me a bun because carbs and we're in the bitchy Airbnb queen building. You are going to be carb shamed, honey. <laughs> It wasn't quite that bad. How um, many rainbow crosswalks were there in this neighborhood? There was one that led you from the exit of the building to the burger place, but only on Mondays when it was the <laughs> when it was the gay burger night. Right. <laughs> anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because so I was there and um and I, and I, you know and I'm, I'm like chit chatting and you know and as I said these were like friends of other friends and they were all you know kind of friendly and um so you know they were and then these two queens that I. I just thought just happened to live in the same building. Right. Uh, we're like, so are you like, you're in such and such towers. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, so how did you get in there? So I'm kind of like, I've let my guard down. And this is when I was still drinking and I'm having the chat, right? And then suddenly one of them goes, it's not an Airbnb, is it? Oh no. And I, and then he goes, because you know, I'm on the board of directors, which apartment are you in? I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting back. And, but the saving grace was, right? I saw, I can't remember how I got out of like completely outing this, uh, this place as an Airbnb. But then one of them, 
in the other who was also in the building the other one who's in the building was like oh it doesn't matter i mean honey you're the one who was fucking the painter and that's why we got the whole building redone and then they had a really bitchy oh fight God. about the fact that the man who was on the board of directors is apparently fucking the painter and the other queen didn't think the building needed to be repainted but apparently all 12 floors got repainted because he was fucking the painter that was like, and then suddenly it was really not an issue that i was in an illegal airbnb you know you can pay for a painter right <laughs> <laughs> when he was paying him. I hope I kind. never I hope I never have to get a house painted. Oh my god, that's what you have to do. <laughs> Not only there. I hope I could find a female painter. <laughs> anyway, so um no New York, New York producer. I don't have an Airbnb hookup oh, anymore. But you can have a painter hookup, apparently. You can probably go to a gay burger night if you're interested <laughs> in that. I don't know if you want to take your wife to that. That's uh, yeah. Just look out for the rainbow crosswalk. The painter paints the crosswalk every Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then goes back over to, you know, stop the bigots. <laughs> I also just love the idea that now they're like, oh, there's something about Arizona over the last two years that just got significantly better. <laughs> Me not for you. Right. Now, right. Yeah. But they won't come visit. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we're back. Um, we uh, we're uh, we're we're intending to be somewhat regular with this podcast once again. So uh, thank you very much for uh, for sticking with it. So of course, the big news since we have been away is the fact that uh, Will Smith did what he did at the Oscars. But the big takeaway from that is, of course, OJ's of course reaction to it. Because when something happens about a man maybe going a little crazy over something about his wife. The opinion we all need to hear is O.J. Simpson. I've started to believe that we basically need O.J.'s opinion on almost all things right. because because there have been other things, like very contentious political issues, where he jumps on Twitter from the golf course. And at a time when, you know, Fox News has got one crazy angle on it and CNN's got another crazy angle on it and America is completely divided. I'm not saying this happens all the time, but more often than you would expect, you can hop onto o the real O.J. Simpson on Twitter and there is a take on a potentially contentious subject and I go this is the most sensible take on this I've heard all week <laughs> and, it, and it's coming from OJ that's the worst part about OJ's Twitter is you know he no matter what the big news story is especially not during football season he's gonna talk about the big news story and now me I've always been a down the middle type guy you know I see the BS on the left I see the BS on the right I don't really agree with either. I do my own thing. People ask me, what political party are you? I tell them I'm a Jeremist. Right. OJ is apparently a Jeremist as well, because every single opinion of his, I kind of agree with. Like, even with the Will Smith thing. Now, Hugh said, he was like, violence is never the answer. Weird thing for him to say, but violence <laughs> is never the answer. But then at the same time, he was like, look. I understand being made fun of by everyone. I did a little something in the 90s. Let's not talk about it. No, it's he doesn't say that. That's not what he says. The point, no, this was the, my point. So this was the first time I went to OJ's Twitter to get a take on something that is, I mean, it's it's a million miles away from what he did in the 90s, but it's <laughs> but it's in a similar realm in so much as it is a, 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 a man going crazy about, something to do with his wife right normally when he's had these other takes and i've been huh oj's actually making some sense it's about things that are nowhere near that so, so time out real quick so as opposed to waiting like all these other times we've talked about oj normally it's like we see a news story like oj has chimed in i like this time when the slap happened you're like you know whose opinion i need 
OJ. A hundred percent, because he'd become such a social commentator. And when it was normally things, other things to do with coronavirus or, uh, you know, the supply chain or Trump or Biden, whatever, different. But this time, because the thing that made me think I want to know what OJ's thinking was that I'd sit, a bunch of memes started going round with OJ because it was Will Smith getting wound right. up about his wife and everything. So I was like, I wonder what take he's got. Now, where you are wrong, Jeremy Hoffman, is you say like he makes some vague reference. Like I have people make jokes of, uh, 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 about me for something I did in the nineties. That this is what I discovered. That is absolutely not what he does. He does make reference to the fact that he's had to stomach a load of comedians making jokes about him. According to OJ, they only joke about what he did in Las Vegas when he went with a gun to get his merchandise back. He <laughs> he. Then this is my takeaway from going going deep on his. Uh, uh, Twitter with this particular instance, he never ever references anything to do with the killing of his wife. It's like none of that happens. And when he talks about, you know, I had to stomach some comedians, it's like they only ridicule him for going to jail for that merchandise incident. See, I like, I kind of love OJ's timeline. You know, he's like, yeah, I had to deal with. You know, being one of the biggest football stars in the 70s. And of course, I heard plenty of jokes then. And, you know, then I transitioned to television. He and transitioned movies. what, like Caitlin? Oh, no, definitely not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he switched careers, I should oh, say, okay, to, right. to movies and television in the 80s. And sure, he heard some jokes <laughs> it's about like that. they're all scrambling around for attention. Okay, it's like, I transitioned, I should be on. <laughs> well, of course, after that phase, big gap, nothing to see here. And then 2000s, right. all of a sudden, I was in Vegas and people were coming after me. That, literally, he talks like it never happened because. Because at the same time when he said that as if they only make jokes about what he did in Vegas, he goes, you know, I had a tough time. I had to raise two kids by myself as if that wasn't his fault. It's like he's not even looking for Nicole's murderer anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't think we ever talked about this. Maybe we did. But a few months back, I watched one of them. Do you remember like when that there was the anniversary and like ESPN did that big documentary about OJ? And then mm-hmm. there was the show with... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. People and all versus O.J. Simpson still waiting for season two. And of course, O.J. And, goes to jail. But then there were like a few other, like I think there was some like big Hollywood actor who was a part of a documentary that kind of was framing it as O.J. didn't do it. Right. And then there was a lesser known movie. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. That's again claiming that O.J. wasn't the murderer. That maybe the single worst movie I've ever watched. They kind of like, I guess, insinuate that... I, I, all I can tell you is that somewhere in this movie, a ghost kind of rapes Nicole. And they like add that into the plot of OJ somehow didn't this do this. This is why you can't find the killers because a ghost did it. Apparently. I think OJ is fully booked on this movie in particular. He's like, this is the one you need to watch. <laughs> and then today, uh, literally just before we started recording this podcast, there's a, a New York Post story about three 20-something pretty good-looking women that uh, just uh, put a TikTok video of them waking up OJ in his bed in his hotel room at 1 a.m. Man, when you're a star and you get those wake-up calls, they, I guess, treat you way differently. (laughs) And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, do they not know? 
Like, is it like, well, I, I, I Did just... they, maybe while he was asleep, they cleared all the knives out of the room. But they, yeah, I mean, literally, they were, hey, room service, what did you send him? No, not, not food. What's the cutlery like? Okay, it's not that sharp. All right, we should be okay to go in. Because he's got this thing of, a, like, one of them looks like, um, what was her name? I was going to call her Anna Nicole Smith, but that's <laughs> not who we married. Nicole Brown Simpson. Okay, yeah, Nicole. <laughs> one of them looks like Nicole Brown Simpson because he's still, go- like, wasn't there, there was a video of him a few months ago where he was uh, trying to chat up some woman in a bar and she also looked like the, the dead wife, right? right? So that's his thing. That's what he does. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like, I mean, ever since the 90s when, you know, somehow he got off, his he kind of became like a Miami and then Vegas playboy. And every girl he was ever seen with looked exactly like Nicole. Because even with the uh, criminal record he has that he is okay uh, talking about, um, if you're breaking into his hotel room at 1 a.m. and he's in bed and you're waking him up, his immediate reaction is, oh, my God, it's gonna more people have come to steal my merchandise. What am I going to do? Right. That's what's going to happen. The uh, I just had to make sure. The movie is called The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, and it is absolutely incredible. I highly suggest everyone watch it. You would actually love it knowing your taste in movies. You would be like, this is the best, the best OJ content I've ever seen. You need to send me that in a text. I, 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 might, watch that. I might watch that later on this evening. So, yeah, so he's... Uh, these uh, women are breaking are breaking into his hotel room, so he's got like and and like he's it, 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 he's so omnipresent at the moment. Like I don't know. Well, I was texting with one of my friends earlier, and who's uh, you know very intrigued by OJ, and uh, I said, "Have you seen this?" And he goes, "Yeah, it is amazing the amount of coverage he gets now. It's like he's having a second wind." And I almost expect that like he's just going to suddenly drop dead or be killed. And I said, "Well, the real killers are still out there, so he needs to be concerned. <laughs> right. He needs to be concerned with that." And the, you know, and uh, by the way, the the only thing that I think is bad about this. Well, apart from the fact that he got away with it all those years ago, is that he has now, and this came to me the other day, he's stolen the limelight from the Robert Blake Beretta killing because <laughs> that was actually my favorite famous person who killed their wife. Right. I mean, I went to the restaurant where that happens in Los Angeles, <laughs> right? And uh, do you know, it's one of these places in Hollywood where they've got loads of pictures of famous people on the wall and there is not one of Robert Blake. I mean, and, and, and Maybe the, that's why he did it. There's a lot of like Tom Selleck and I think like Beretta would look so good next to Magnum <laughs> on the wall. Selleck's never killed anyone. Especially considering the significance of this place. I mean, I tell you this, there was a picture on the wall of William Shatner and I said, listen, (laughs) I'm still very suspect about what happened to the wife who died in the swimming pool, but you're obviously okay with that. And yet Robert Blake, not on the wall whatsoever. As long as you, I bet OJ's probably even up there. No, I'm saying he's not. Oh no, so as long as there's a criminal case, you still get to have your face. Apparently, but there was no, and I'm like, and I felt like saying to the woman at the, 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 uh, what do you call it where you get the, the valet um, I only came here because of Beretta I mean that was the whole point right I was in the like I was sta- this was years ago I was in uh, I was staying with a friend of mine in LA and she said oh what do you want to do and and I said uh, you know I literally I was like this is when Tower Records was open. I was like I want to go to Tower Records and I want to go to Amoeba and uh, we need to go hang out at the Rainbow because you know that's where Lemmy from Mohead goes is the Beretta Italian still going? She's like, the what? I said, you know, where Rob Blake killed his wife. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, Google it. <gasps> still open. <laughs> so, uh, and like, not on the wall anywhere. And by the way, by the way, we need to take a break in a second. I've got my second. Now, my favorite 
husband celebrity killing is Beretta. Right. Because I just... Beretta's better than Naked Gun. (laughs) Yeah. Naked Gun, by the way, said this many times, not even OJ Simpson's finest movie, Capricorn 1. Right. The the moon landing one. Fake moon landing. Fake moon landing, right. So the moon landing. Like, they didn't go to the moon just like he didn't kill his wife. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yes, Beretta, absolutely my favorite. Probably coming in at number three is uh, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood? What did, who did she kill? No, she's dead. Oh, um, who killed her? Uh, who, who was Christopher Walken sucking off on the oh, boat? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Robert, uh, Robert, come on. I already clicked off the internet. Hold on, it's going to take a minute. Uh, what's his name? Blake? Ha- no, we've done Robert Blake. <laughs> what's her name again? Natalie, Natalie Wood? Wood, heart Natalie to heart. Wood. Heart to heart. It was murder. This is not, you're, I'm young. I don't remember any you of this. You do know this. Ugh. My internet's just moving at porn speeds oh right f- now. For fuck's sake, you have a month off of this and you can't do the... I told you, my computer used to be used to podcast porn ratio. Over the last month, it's gone completely out of I whack. Can't Robert b- Wagner. Robert Wagner, right. So th- th- here's my latest issue. We're going to break in a second, right? Stephen Merchant has got some new show on Amazon Prime, which I might watch after I've watched the best movie about O.J. Simpson. And uh, it's got Christopher Walken in it, right? Okay. And it's some show where uh, they're play- They're all in, uh, like, detention centers, like, where you don't get sent to jail, but you've got to go do some right. sort of community service, that kind of thing. Okay. And somehow, and it, but it's set in the UK, but somehow he got Christopher Walken to, to be in it, which I think, you know, is pretty impressive. Please tell me Christopher Walken does a British accent in this show. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen clips from that it. That would be incredible. Go on. I mean, would, I mean, that time I saw him dancing to Fatboy Slim. No, the- no, it won't be good. <laughs> It'll be incredible, like, as in how bad it is. So I've seen Stephen Merchant on, like, three or four different talk shows in the last week. Not one of these fuckers said, hey, Stephen, did you ask Christopher Walken about the night he killed Natalie Wood? With <laughs> Like, this just doesn't come up. I mean, you know the man. Invite him on Did You America. That'll be the first thing we ask. That's true. I was never as good friends with him as I was with uh, Ricky Gervais. But maybe I say, hey, you remember when we worked together? Uh, I'd like to do a, a different style of interview with you. Like the, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Robert Wagner. Right. Say, uh, okay, t- two questions. One, how good are Robert Wagner's blowjobs? Two, which one of you pushed Natalie Natalie Wood over the boat? Because that's the story, right? They were like having a little... uh, I mean, they were pioneers. These days, if they were young young actors, like they're all bisexual. I think now that March is over, what we need to do is we need to come up with a celebrities who murdered their wife's bracket and truly find who is the, the best murderer. I like, you know, number one seed will definitely go to Robert Blake, but, you know, you can't put down OJ, the mystery of Shatner. I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. And also, I, I want to say, like, it was within the last... What? When did... I can't remember if it was Piers Morgan or uh, Larry King, but like within the last 10 years, one of them did a big interview with Robert Blake and he was mental. Someone needs to give him a Twitter account too. I just Googled celebrities who killed their wife. We're going to have a great bracket. (laughs) All right, we'll get get to some more stuff on this. Oscar Pistorius, we're looking at you, bud. In part two of Did You America? Clap. Did you clap with the first one? I didn't. You just uh, kind of started to go. Oh, but... my God. We forgot to clap. Sorry. We'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. That's what you get. 
right, I'm ready to clap. Clap. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America. Let's do a new set of songs of the week. I am choosing a new version of Wake Up Dead, which was previously recorded by Megadeth, uh, but they've just announced a tour with Lamb of God. And so Lamb of God have covered Wake Up Dead with Dave Mustaine, because I think they probably thought this is a good thing to promote the tour, and then Dave Mustaine said, well, you can't just do it. You've got to have me on my song <laughs> right. if it's going to be good, because I'm Dave Mustaine, and I'm great at everything. So it's a cover that's not really a cover, because the person who's on the song is on the cover? Yes, okay. exactly that, yes. So uh, Wake Up Dead uh, by Lamb of God featuring Dave Mustaine is my choice. Now, before I go into my choice, I just want to point out, you know, there's been a lot of votes throughout the oh hang on a minute hang on are you not even recording no hang on sorry i apologize oh, gold hang on you're gold oh no no i am recording oh, you are recording oh. <laughs> do we keep this we in keep i feel like in. we keep this in <laughs> Is like you do this for a living, you should handle this properly. I should be the one fucking up. <laughs> Anyways, so for a my long one, my one isn't this love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do at the beginnings. You just oh, now it's just remember. Come back to me, All right, right, let's start over the whole episode. <laughs> New York producer, scrap it. Oh god, he's gonna be like, I had to listen to several minutes of your bullshit just to figure out where to start it, and then I realized actually you just want it all left in because you've forgotten every audio discipline you ever learned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What? So, anyway, where were we? So, all these weeks, all these episodes we've done, most of the time, with the exception of, I think like two or three times, I've lost song of the week. Right. I just want to point out. One of my early Song of the Week choices swept the Grammys last night. It was the Silk Sonic Someone song. Someone was they were sweeping up they at the won. Grammys. Oh, they got they the won. record of the year. They got the song of the year. All the of the years went to Silk Sonic. So I'm I'm the right one here. I know the music. You don't know the music. Friends of mine went to see Silk, Silk, so- Silk Sonic in Vegas the other week, and. Um... And they, they were very good. I, I believe they were very good. I had two separate groups of friends who were in Vegas. One one went to see the Scorpions. The other one went to see Silk Sonic. Guess which gig I asked for a post-gig report of? Of course you want the Scorpions. <laughs> That's my point exactly. People, start listening to me. From here on out, this is where you're going to start listening to my songs. My song choice for this week. Rose Street by Vince Staples. All right. And uh, New York producer is going for uh, Made For You by Ren for short. All right. So it's Wake Up Dead, the new version by Lamb of God, but still featuring Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Right. Who did the original. Uh, Rose Street by Vince Staples, Jeremy's going for, and uh, New York producer Made For You by Ren for short. I will get a poll on my Twitter, which is at Ian Camfield. If you want to talk to us, you can do via the social medias on Twitter, Ian Camfield, on Instagram, Camfield off the radio, or just head uh, to our website, didyouamerica.com. Uh, you can uh, contact us there, didyouamerica.com. Um, so if OJ is now a good 
source for news reviews. Right. Which, which he is. I think we've agreed he is. I, I think I might have found a second one because it's been a week now since the whole Will Smith thing. And I'm, I'm kind of, I thought I was bored of it. I definitely, my interest definitely peaked when OJ gave us his hot take on right. like Wednesday of last week. And for the radio shows that I do, I, I kind of just ditched it as content now. I feel like, you know, the Grammys were on last night. It was boring. We've gone back to award shows being boring. Until Maynard James Keenan, the singer from Tool, posted a video over the weekend. I did not know that he was a martial artist. Well, I mean, that explains so much about him. I know he's got a shop in Jerome, Arizona, where you can buy vinyl, taste wine, or get a haircut. But nothing, no karate classes. I didn't see any karate classes, no. Uh, but it is a barber's come record store, come clothing store. It's quite a unique uh, yeah. thing. You the most know? hipster store ever. Kind of. Uh, but it turns out, yeah, he's into martial arts and he posted a video. This is my, it's after OJ, this is my second favorite take on the uh, Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock situation. Posted a video demonstrating a martial arts technique that could have, in the words of Maynard James Keenan, Save Chris Rock's life. <laughs> now, oh, hang Chris on, Rock died? Hang on a second. Maynard, were you watching the episode <laughs> of Ellen with Wanda Sykes where they both said that they were triggered and traumatized? Because oh, I know that if you were unaware, if you were too in the zone of martial arts and unaware of actually what happened, watching Ellen and Wanda Sykes could have led you to believe that someone died at the Oscars the way in which they were saying it. Wanda Sykes got... I was so traumatized. And then Ellen <laughs> goes, oh, so was I. Lady, you were on your sofa watching it on the TV. One man <laughs> slaps another man and from the comfort of your home, that traumatized you? you know what I, saw the, I saw the video of his, you know, his karate. And you know what kind of reminded me of is, you know, uh, have you seen those videos of, I think it's like a police officer in Detroit and he has like all these survival techniques for like when someone points a gun at you. But essentially it's him just like, slowly moving out of the way of the right. gun path. He's like, see, this will save your life. That's what the singer of Tool is essentially doing. <laughs> like, the thing with karate, I'm sure all these, you know, UFC mixed martial art douchebags are going to come down on this because they're all listening. Those, like, those techniques for fights are great for, you know, organized fighting. Uh -huh. But if someone's coming up to you in the street or, you know, walking up on stage at an Oscar event... You don't really have time to, like, think about, like, all right, let me get in position here. I got a karate chop sweep. <laughs> like, like, you just kind of have to brawl. I got and, <laughs> you know, not to, not to defend Will Smith, but Chris Rock, the way you defend yourself is not by putting your hands behind your back and leaning into the guy. Right, right. Yeah, well, although he probably wasn't expected to be slapped. Yeah, I still, though, you see someone taller probably, and bigger than you walking towards you angry, you kind of run. I don't know. Uh, in that setting, I think I think he thought he was probably going to have a somewhat humorous exchange right. with Will Smith. That was why he had his hands behind his back. But I take your point with the karate. Is you, actually, <laughs> do you know who says karate like that? Dave Mustaine. Ooh, nice. He got really serious about doing it at one point in his career, and I did an interview with him one song. day, and he was like... <laughs> 
He was like, well, you know, with karate, karate. I'm like, could you be more pretentious it's very right now? Like, it's like Steven Seagal style. It's you like, know what it's I like, mean? like uh, karate, karate. I'm like, shut up. You say, it's like when Lee, it's like when Lee Shriver says, well, I'm Lee F. Um, you know, same thing. Anyway, so, um, so yes, but you, I take your point with karate, that when you've got an angry Will Smith and or other person coming towards you, you probably don't have the, t- the time to go, hang on. I'm just going to put my white robe on, get my mat out and get into position and then see if I can fend you off. I would, I would also, if we're talking about um, rock stars giving instructions on how to defend oneself on stage, much as Maynard James Keenan made his karate uh, demonstration look uh, quite sophisticated, I still think my favorite is there's a famous uh, video from the 80s of the Stones on stage and they're playing Satisfaction, I think it is. And a stage invader gets up. And obviously, this is when they're in the stadium, so the, the right. stage is huge. And Keith Richards is playing Satisfaction, and he sees this guy coming towards him on the stage. And without missing a chord, Keith Richards takes his guitar off from a, like the strap from around his head, still playing it, and literally whacks the guy in the head with the guitar. Wow. Who yeah. said drugs are bad? I, well, I know. <laughs> I That's know. actually extremely impressive. Uh, it really impressive because like I think by that point in the 80s he'd kicked heroin but before that you probably had trouble keeping him awake on right. stage and now he's got that kind of movement but it's a, it's a famous thing he literally like he's like dah, 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 dah. and while he's doing it's like you know okay it was impressive Hendrix could play with his teeth but Keith Richards could remove the guitar <laughs> from his person while still playing the chords to satisfaction literally whack the guy with the guitar and then get, get rid of him the only person who could probably do better is I'm guessing Ted Nugent who would continue playing and then just like shoot a bow, make his guitar into a bow and arrow and shoot the guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that did amuse me that uh, James uh, Maynard James Keenan was like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. You know, uh, it could have saved Chris Rock's life. I seriously think because he's I like Tool, but he strikes me as kind of like a weird guy and j- like j- a Tool. <laughs> and Jerome, uh, where he lives, where he's got this store, is it's like this uh, kind of hippie community that's up the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. So he's really removed from um you know everyday life which i guess is how he likes it i'm gonna guess the internet is patchy and he's like he was watching that episode of ellen it got as far as her saying she was traumatized (laughs) she's a stupid woman and uh and then the the tv went out and he literally thinks tris rock's dead Because when, when that they was cut the, out the sound, right. he was like, "What's going on? He can't talk." He's like, now? "Oh my god! When the internet comes back, I got to get my video online on how Chris Rock could have defended himself. I could have saved the lives of one of the greatest comics." Watch, he's gonna start holding karate classes, but it's gonna be like specific, like Will Smith defense classes. <laughs> All well, right, if Hitch is coming towards you, here's what you do. Well, I I, I will say that the uh, God, we we're gonna stop talking about this, but one other point: I, the, the, it was so crazy that that happened uh, the the craziest thing for me was that I found myself agreeing with Kathy Griffin for the first <laughs> time ever like everyone was going oh my god Will Smith's gone nuts and can you believe that happened that it was on TV at the Oscars and blah 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 but the day after when every celebrity was wading in with their their, their two cents uh, Kathy Griffin who is a per- she's like the opposite to OJ for me I would never right. go to her Twitter for, uh, for, a, for a good take except on this occasion she said this is setting a bad standard because um, if you're a comedian on stage, um, now every drunk asshole 
who maybe the comedian picks on for the for the focus of a joke is right. going to think that they can get up on stage and, and whack the comedian. And and she did have a point with that because I've had I got friends that are comics and uh, sometimes I've I've seen them do stand up and I always say I want uh, they they put me at the front table and I know just because they're going to like go at me from the stage because they know me. I've actually gone into comedy clubs and they've said, "Oh, you got the special table." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I want that table at the back." Right. Like, like, yeah. I don't need to be the focus. I'm here. looking at you, Dan Soda from Billions. Um, <laughs> I used to work with him in New York. I've had the thing, and they're like, "Oh no, Dan said you should be at this table." Like, yeah, no shit, yeah, he right. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I've seen him stand up before. It's 20 minutes on the daddy issues that he's got, and he's about to turn them on me. Right. right? So, uh, like, I don't. Want, it's very funny when he tells the story, which is basically real life father of mine by Everclear. Yeah. By the way, I heard that song the other day, and I thought. This is the 90s emo cats in the cradle. <laughs> it's just a cursory, right? That's it perfect. really is, isn't it? Like, it really is. No, that's great. <laughs> Father of Mine by, by, uh, by uh, Everclear, Everclear is, yeah. the, is the 1990 emo cats in the cradle. Anyway, so, and I like Dan. Um, so See, there's that. But Kathy Griffin's got a point. If you're just a regular punter, you know, the, the, you sit at the front and there will, even if it's not necessarily the comedian's style, there are sometimes bits where they'll, and I've seen it, where they, they pick someone and sometimes they go at that person. It becomes a, the theme for the night, right? right. You, I, I've actually heard a couple comedians make the same kind of point. Like, oh, what's it going to do for comedians? Like, you know, cancel culture. Oh, we can't make fun of anything anymore. But like, I think with a lot of comedians, they understand, like, in most situations, like, you know, Will Smith, he's a big celebrity. So he walks up, you know, they're going to stop him. But in most situations, if someone do, does that, you know, security will be there per, to prevent that. But Kathy Griffin makes a lot of sense because she's probably thinking, well, if they're going to let it, so let a fan punch anyone in the face, like, who's it going to be? Still, it's going to be Kathy Griffin. The unfunniest show I have ever See. You probably thought multiple times during that show, like, God, I just want to go up there and punch her in her face. I literally was, I I, she, I mean, the only gays like Kathy Griffin, that's for, for, <laughs> for a start, right? And and I was like, and I was just there thinking, I mean, when we were in Palm Springs, so there was literally, she was the only straight person in the room. Right. And, and I was, and it was so bad. I was literally thinking like, I mean, right now, after the Will Smith thing, if but she did raise a good point that that now comedians are going to be vulnerable because like every asshole is going to be like you know, you know <coughs> excuse me you know if that was the case she wants to hope that uh, you know the gays live up to that limp wristed stereotype when it comes to like punching is all I'm saying she's like she, I can handle three slaps across the face maybe not a punch well normally just from the other but you bitch honestly I went we were in Palm Springs and uh, uh, we she was at one of the casinos and it was like the I think she did like 85 minutes I'm sure they contract them for 90 it was a pretty short show I don't remember one funny joke, and the only takeaway I remember from it is she starts off by going, guys, 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 I've just moved into this new house. It's next door to the Kardashians. <gasps> the things I've got to tell you. 85 minutes later, well, fucking five years later, I'm still waiting. I don't know, like, she, she, had no, she had as many details on apparently living car next to the Kardashians as she had jokes, funny jokes. 
absolutely fuck all. The next night, because this is the kind of thing that happens in Palm Springs, I went to see the Four Tops with not one member of the Four Tops. It just said the Four... They just got four black blokes up there. Right. You know? I mean, to be honest... No one will notice. This was pre-George Floyd. They might have been in blackface. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I was still drinking in those days. I can't, I, I, I can't tell. I mean, it, you know... It could you have were been, actually seeing the Blue Man group. It could have been Jimmy Kimmel doing a routine. He used to do it back in the... I don't know. Uh, four fraudulent members of the Four Tops. <laughs> Ten times better right. than Kathy Griffin. Just saying. I think that's uh, the best advertisement for her show you could possibly get. Fucking the <laughs> most unfunny show I have ever seen. But please, not bad enough to punch her. Don't do no, that. Uh, no, Don't do not. that, I'm not people. saying punch her. Yes, he's not telling uh, you no, to I, go punch Kathy Griffin. I'm saying, don't punch her. I'm saying she had a good point. Like, OJ, calm down. <laughs> My favorite meme. The OJ ones <laughs> comparing him to Will Smith were good, but my favorite meme was the one that said, imagine if Chris Rock made a joke about Alec Baldwin's wife. <laughs> oh, God, he's dead. We'd be, this would be a way, way sadder podcast. What's your, uh, what's your line on Alec Baldwin? Oh, definitely killed that lady. OJ, when some we, people. OJ, when some we, people. When we do our brackets, and they're all a bit nefarious. <laughs> oh, he's up there. He's <laughs> was, at least a three seed. When we do like celebrity killers, <laughs> and we're like, well, did Robert Blake do it? Did OJ do it? We'll just round up every episode with. Uh, Alec Baldwin <laughs> definitely killed that lady. <laughs> all right, this was a good practice run for our new uh, our new podcast. Right, this is going to be a second last episode. Celebrity killers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, you know, I even though it's very clear most people think by now OJ did it, I understand when some people have the theories of OJ didn't do it. Right. Without well, Baldwin. You, because you've watched that show on exactly. Amazon and it could a have been a ghost. could have been doing it. <laughs> Alec Baldwin definitely killed that lady. By the way, this whole ghost angle... Does this mean that there's potential for two more seasons of The People versus O.J. Simpson? Because because if we could, I was going to make season two all about getting busted in Vegas and then going to jail. But I might be shooting my load too quick here. I mean, maybe season two is about the ghost theory. Then we go to Vegas. That well, actually, the Vegas thing should probably be maybe a short season, and then the final season is. Uh, is when it goes back to the Kardashians. I was going to say, I was going to call it OJ is the new black, but oh. that sounds wrong. I was going to, no, OJ, OJ, Orange is the new black. Orange is the new OJ. We'll orange is the new there OJ, Because yeah. I was going to say, the last season has to be go back to the Kardashians what was it on, when Kanye West inevitably kills Pete Davidson. What, what was, it, was it on FX? Imagine sitting in the, pit, in the pitch room meeting. All right. It's like... Orange is the new black, but it's OJ in jail after he's been done for Vegas. It makes so much sense because orange juice is orange. OJ is the new uh, 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 orange is the new OJ. I mean, no, honestly, what was the it? Fact what that was you just said? Orange is the new OJ. Orange is the new OJ. The fact that the show wasn't called that just shows that <laughs> FX has a bunch of idiots working there. Oh god, we're, again, so many. We, we thought we were out of practice. We we kind of were. I forgot how to start the podcast. I, th- I thought I hadn't started part two, but I did. <laughs> but we, we, we've still got the brains 
for the multi-million dollar ideas. We've expanded so far past cock talk. Oh, well, but when you hear that lost episode, when we dig that one oh, up. Oh, there's plenty of cock talk. So much penis. <laughs> All right, if you want to talk to us on the socials, on Instagram, it's Camfield off the radio. On Twitter, it's Ian Camfield. Uh, go to our website, didyouamerica.com. Uh, if you want to vote for Song of the Week, the poll is on Twitter, at Ian Camfield. Uh, thank you very much for checking out this one. Sorry for the wait, and uh, we will be back with another Did You America very soon.